Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Realtor Nation podcast, episode 8. My name is Ian Hoover and I am the host of this podcast and I'm very excited to bring to you the Realtor Nation, a show to help you improve your business. My goal is to bring you some of the most successful agents in the business and ask them the questions that everybody wants to know. 87% of real estate professionals fail. It's time to change that. The agents I'm interviewing have not only succeeded, but they're truly some of the most talented agents in our business. Also, Realtor Nation, we're looking for more agents to interview. If you're interested, please email your resume to ian at ianhoover.com. Today I'm with Pittsburgh transaction queen Libby Sosinski Soliard. Before we get started, I'd like to talk to her talk about her impressive resume. Libby has been licensed since 2004, has sold over 2,500 properties. And last year, she had 293 sides, not including her off-market deals. Wow. Without further ado, I'd like to bring in Libby. Welcome, Libby. Thank you. So let's start by talking about how you decided to get into real estate. Well, um, I was working for L'Oreal. As a cosmetic rep, I had, <clears throat> I had a territory. And I got promoted to uh, the district manager. And I won sales rep of the year. I was flown to California, all this great stuff. And then when I went to get the award, I was told on the side that um, HR didn't approve the position. So I thought, well, um, I had a girlfriend who would always call me about properties. I don't know why. She used to always say, well, I just feel like you would know. Like she called me, I saw this house for sale. Do you know anything about it? I'd look it up on realtor.com. And then I'd call her and tell her about it, and I thought, well, Debbie always felt like I should be an agent, so I thought, I'll go get my license. So that's how I, it was more <laughs> out of spite than, I was angry because I didn't get my promotion, so I got my real estate license instead. Wow, I mean, that's, uh, okay. that's, that's a cool reason to get into the business. <laughs> my friend thought I should do it, so I did it. Yeah, kind okay. of. So your first year, you had a pretty amazing first year. I mean, that's one thing, I mean, first year agents tend to struggle. Uh, what did you do differently than the average first year agent? Well, I have a two-sided story. Um, I started with another company, um, primarily because my daughter's name was in that company's name, and I thought, oh, that, this is great. Um, and they were very non-supportive, and um, I was there for three months, and I was actually getting ready to put my license in referral. I thought, I can't do this. I don't know what I was thinking. Why did I get involved in this business? And then um, my brother and sister-in-law wanted to look for a house, and they asked me to show them some properties. And it was just right before I was getting ready to put the license in escrow. So I went out and showed them some houses, and um, the listing agent for one of them was from Keller Williams, uh, David Offelman. So I called David and I said, um, I don't like the office I work at, but I have an offer for you. But I, if I have to write it up, I'm going to be really bummed out because I'm getting ready to leave this place. I don't like them there. And uh, I said, so can I just give you the offer? And then if it does follow through, I'll get you the contracts in five minutes, I promise. So he let me present it verbally. He was really, really decent with me. So we didn't get the property, but um, about a week or two later, David called me and asked me to be his assistant. <laughs> he said he thought I'd do really good in this business. So um, I thought, well, I can go do that, and I can get paid back for what I put into the classes, which was, what, three, $400? I thought, if I make three or $400, then it's a wash, and I did okay. And somehow um, it worked out much better for me when I was with Keller Williams. <laughs> so... That's how, that's how I started. I was an assistant, wow. and I, I was his buyer's agent. 
Okay. So you started off as his buyer's agent, and then uh, you, you kind of built up your business. And your bread and butter is listing and selling uh, real estate owned, a.k.a. foreclosures. How did you get into the business, and why did you get into that portion of the business? Well, actually, that's what David was selling at the time, was foreclosures. Um, when I got my license, I wanted to go out and buy suits. I, I wanted to look classy, and I wanted to put on the, uh, you know, the real estate look. And um, then I started working with David, and I, I realized I liked this end of the business. It's, it's a different ballgame. It's a specialty. Um, but it worked for me. It was easier for me to understand. I, I comprehended what was going on. So uh, so I stayed in it. I, I stayed in the foreclosure end of it. And it just took off from there. I started with one company, Chase Home Finance, was my primary company that I was listing for. And then um, I made a mistake. I didn't turn in hand money in, on time on a property. And they made me pay that hand money back. Oh, wow. Yeah. My aunt died. So I had a valid excuse, but they didn't care, obviously. You know, when you, when you don't do your job, you don't do your job. You can't have personal issues. So um, we paid the, the money back, and I started looking for some other banks because they said they weren't going to send me listings anymore. That was short-lived. They, they realized their numbers dropped <laughs> So because I was doing a lot of their business for them. So right. they gave me my listings back, and, then, um, and by then I had put my name out to some of the other banks I was applying so then they started calling too. So that's where I kind of started branching out and picking up some more clients. And a lot of them have called me. They must have talked to other asset managers or whatever and contacted me via, you know, not me even trying. So it sounds like just like any side of the business, it's a relationship business. It is. You, you got to have that relationship with the, the with the banks and, and build that trust and rapport. And, and that's allowed you to build such a successful business. I do my best to be as trustworthy as I can. Wow, I like that. Now, would you recommend that side of the business to just any regular agent? Well, most of them that try to get involved hate it. I've heard that from quite <laughs> uh, yeah. a few of them. Yeah, it's, uh, again, it's, it's something that you have to do it in bulk. It's not, it's not something you can dabble in. So either you're gung-ho foreclosures or you're gung-ho not foreclosures. But you're not going to be like, I'll take a couple listings. Because chances are you're going to spend more money on them than you are going to make. Right, because you so, have like systems in place probably. Yes. You have, I'm assuming you have contractors that are installing the lock boxes and taking photos for you because there's yes. no way you're, you're driving all over. Oh yeah, I'm driving all of them. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, no yeah, I have, a, I have a, a field guy, one field guy actually that handles it all. Okay. And, and, and my husband helps too. Your husband helps too. He's yes. your he's your backbone. That, yes, uh, <laughs> when when we're too busy or something, and if I need weekly pictures or whatever, he'll run out and help me too. But I mean, you know, for the most part, yeah, it's all system. I'd say. Okay, great. So, what's your favorite thing about our business? Everything. I I I couldn't imagine not doing this. I I, I couldn't imagine not doing. It. Now that I've done it, and now that I'm doing it, I just couldn't. I could never stop. It's, it's, well, I think it gets in your blood. It does, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, and there's, there, I mean, even when I see a listing hit the market, like, I'll be, I'll be working on something on my computer, and I'll, I'll see a, you know, ML Exchange email come in for one of my clients, and I see it, and I stop everything, and I go, and I look at all the interior photos, and, I mean, you know, and I, I love the architecture, and I just, I just love everything about it. It's, it's, I think that for all of us, you either get it, or you don't. You get real estate and you love it, or you don't and you hate it. 
I don't think there's a happy medium for anybody. I really don't. Yeah, it's, it's got to be your passion. You and, and, and it's mine. It's definitely my passion. I'm the, No question about it. Well, you got to have something you don't like about our business. So what's your least favorite thing about the business? Um, well, for me, it would probably be tasking. But that's not something that most everyone else is familiar with. But um, I have, with all my banks, I have different websites. Um, there's, I have about eight different websites that I work on on a daily basis. Like Equator and... Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and ResNet and uh, Aria Central and 54 Asset Management has one and Pyramid Platform. And all of my websites have tasks for different properties depending on who, you know, who's assigned it to me and what platform they're working on. So I have to have a task list prepared for me every day. And I have an assistant that does that for me and basically highlights them for me. So if it's in pink, I know it. I, I had it in red, but it was too stressful. <laughs> so we change it to a light pink. It's, it's nice. So I know, okay, pink is due today. If it's blue, it's late. And I don't want to see blue on my task list. Yellow means it's due tomorrow. And then green you know, means I have a couple days to work on it. And if it's white on the task list, then I, I can look at that later. So it's it's a high tasking job the foreclosure end of it. Yeah, I would I would not that would not be my strong suit. I, yeah. I'm more of I want to be out in the field and and showing properties thing. I, paperwork is not my strong suit. So. No, the paperwork is not fun. <laughs> so from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, what does a typical day look like in the life of Libby? Um. Well, if I can admit it, I'm in my robe half the day. <laughs> I have every intention of taking a shower when I get up, and then I go check my emails, and it's over. It's over. Um, you know, I have to start dealing with stuff, and then the phone's ringing, and everybody needs codes, and the text messages, oh, the text messages, they're crazy, which is great, though. I can get back to them real quick, but, you know, I'll wake up to 30, 40 text messages of people who want codes, or, you know, the sky is falling, or whatever's <laughs> happening. So, you know, by the time it's 2 o'clock, I'm still in my robe. So, and as, as embarrassing as that may be, um, I have tried to maybe focus on just getting dressed before I check my email <laughs> so that I'm at least not in my robe. But it gets consuming. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. It's very time consuming. Like, you think, okay, I'll deal with this, this, and this, and then I can go take care of myself. And, and you can't. Taking care of yourself is not an option in this business. <laughs> not an option at all. I try and get to the gym, and I fail on that yeah. most days of the week. So. I would fail on that even if I wasn't in this business. <laughs> so why do you think 87% of agents fail? Attitude. Attitude, okay. Yeah, I mean, just like why do people fail in life? I mean, it's the same thing. It's uh, it's attitude. If, if you do this with the attitude that you like it, which probably you may not be able to make that attitude, but you can still make the best of every situation. Considering this is a self-chosen profession, you would think that they would make the best of it. But there's so many people that no matter what is going on, it's just this is bad, that's bad, the other thing's bad. And that's going to affect everything. That, that's across the board. That's not even just this business. That's everything. So, you know, if they go into it and they think I'm going to do well, and I'm going to like what I do, and I'm going to focus on the positive stuff about what I do. Like, for instance, I don't want to do a task list every day, but what I say to myself is, thank God I have all these tasks to do. I'm really glad. I'm a very lucky person that I have all these tasks to do, because if I didn't, I wouldn't I would be, be very busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so 
if you look at it as, yay, yay, this is what I get to do today, then it makes everything better and you're going to succeed. It's funny you say that. I had a, a, a day two weeks ago where I counted. I had 68 incoming phone calls for the day. And uh, then I remembered the first year in real estate where I just I couldn't wait for my phone to ring. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I guess I should be thankful. That, you know, It's a beautiful thing. It yeah, is. Absolutely. And and so when it starts to overwhelm me, and, and trust me, I do get overwhelmed at times, I have to remind myself, you know, if you could be sitting here doing nothing, and that is the worst. Because then you got your own thoughts to deal with, and that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you were to start over again today, you were a brand new agent just getting licensed, knowing how the market has changed and the, the business has changed with technology, what would you do to start your new business? Probably look for a mentor. Look for somebody to help me and learn from them. Somebody who was successful that I felt, maybe even training. I mean, I'll have to be honest, I've never trained down any training at all, which may be a, a problem for me now. You know, really, because I'm not, I mean, I'm trained on the job training. I learn better if I do. Um, but maybe do some training and networking. Networking is probably the most important thing at all because it's all in who you know. Absolutely. I, I think that's probably the best answer I've gotten that question so far because my career was uh, in shambles until I ran into my mentor who's now my partner. And uh, it's... It really, I mean, just yeah. showing me the way helped me out more than anything. So. And you being willing to listen to it helps too. That's true. Yeah, you, you got to take a, a back seat and say, "Hey, he knows what he's doing. Let's." Or exactly. he or she knows what they're doing. I got to listen. You know. So, exactly. Um, I am really interested to hear the answer to this. How many hours a week does it take to sell two hundred and ninety-three <laughs> sides plus off-market transactions? Um, a lot. Most of them. <laughs> Actually, I'm very, very, very proud of myself because I'd say about this time, six years ago, maybe seven years ago, I was, my day was getting up at nine, working until 4 a.m. And that's not a lie. Every day. Monday through Sunday. And I, that's, that went on for about a year. And I think at that point I realized I need to, I need to start setting some stuff out. You know, some of this stuff can be done by somebody else. And so that's when I hired a full-time assistant that worked next to me and really helped. So now, it's a lot more manageable. And believe it or not, if I focus hard enough, I can take the weekends to myself, which I try to. I mean, I'll go show a house here or there, mm -hmm. but there's no hours and hours and hours of working on the weekends anymore. My banks are closed. You know, I mean, I'm available for my regular listings. I'm available for all agents. You know, I'll answer questions for codes. I'll talk to them if they need to. But for the most part, I try to take my weekends. And I try to stop working by 9 o'clock at the latest. Seven's the goal. Nine's normally when I stop. <laughs> but the goal is seven. So nine to seven, you know, is, is the ideal. Trying to get a little more of that work-life balance in there. Exactly. And I'm doing well with it. You know, it's funny. I read an article the other day about how to be a successful person. And it said, in order to be a successful person, you can't watch TV. And I thought, that's really, really awful because it took me years to teach myself to watch TV. And I'm so proud of myself now that I can stop working at 9 o'clock and I can sit down and watch TV. 
Yeah. And that for me is a huge deal. And they're telling me that means I'm not successful. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this is a, this is wrong. Yeah, this I mean, is wrong. To me, it's like that's one of the best parts is I got most of my stuff accomplished. I get to cuddle up with my wife and watch a quick show together. You know, it's like that's my end of my day almost. Yeah. You know? I haven't watched TV in years. This is this is new for me. It's I'd say about two years, maybe. I, that, yeah, about two years that I've started watching TV. Well, off air, I can catch you up on some shows you probably missed over the last uh, 14 years. I missed years. a lot. I missed quite a few. Uh, my husband and I have just finished watching um, Friends. We watched Friends front to, front to back. I love so. Friends. Yeah, yeah, we loved it. So, And it was nice because we could just, whenever I had time, we could sit down and watch a few episodes. So it was nice. That's great. That's great. So I know you don't do it alone. You, um, you've already kind of talked a little bit about you have a field person. and uh, Tell us about your team and how your team is structured. Um, well, uh, I'm the only agent, um, and then my daughter is my administrative assistant. Okay. Um, she's also getting licensed. She's this close, so she will have her license probably in the next couple weeks, and I may lose her as an administ administrative assistant at that point, but um, that remains to be seen. I'm not sure. She'll probably stay on for a while until she develops a clientele. Um, and then I have a girl that does my uh, Facebook and my website. Which, by the way, we can have IDX now. Did you know that? I, I saw yes, that. Yes, I know. So I don't know how much time she'll be spending on that. But she's been, uh, she turns on my utilities, turns off my utilities. Um, if I have to have inspections ordered for a property, she gets that done. Um, so she's kind of handling some of the more challenging things that aren't task-oriented, but yet I have a task that I have to, you know, get done to get it completed. Um, and then she handles all my internet stuff. So, um, and then... My husband does all of our bill paying because um, it's extensive. I mean, you know, it's extensive. Like the bank wants, okay, here's here's a bill that was incurred before we owned the property, but now you need to pay for it and then beg for your money back, which is always fun. Oh, yeah. So, Great. you know, that needs to be paid, <laughs> and, and that has a system that has to go through. And then um, Ronnie is my field guy, and he runs around and grabs the pictures and um, does the re-keys and if there's a property condition problem or something he'll go check on it and make sure a lot of agents will call and say I can't get in the house the door is broken and he'll run out immediately to check it and, and if everything's fine <laughs> that that's pretty much what his job consists of <laughs> there's no lockbox it's on the back door <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to find somewhere to hang it right yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so our industry's changing it seems like day to day. What do you think our industry will look like in the next 10 years? Um, well, I like what's happening in Pittsburgh right now. And I like the market. Um, I'm hoping we're not going to be hitting a bubble, of course. I can't predict that, but it I'm concerned. It seems like we're getting there. Yeah, I'm concerned about it. And if that's the case, I'll be really busy in 10 years. Um, so it's hard to predict. I'm, our, our market's always been so stable. And, you know, we really haven't had the ups and downs that the rest of the country has, but the, it does seem like it's approaching. So I can't predict that one at all. I wish I could. I couldn't have predicted where we were now 10 years ago. I've had a few areas I've called, but for the most part, yeah, I, I couldn't even predict how it's going to be in 10 years. Probably even more, more technology-oriented, that's for sure. I'm sure that's where we're going. I hear things every day. I've been reading a lot of uh, you know different blogs and stuff, and some of the companies are coming out. Uh, I heard there's going to be like almost an Uber for real estate agents, where you just 
press a button on your phone, say, I want to look at this house, and then it, it finds which agents are close and then yeah. sends them to the property to show it. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes, I guess. It's, I know. Uh, I mean, hopefully, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this, that even though um, there are other ways of disposition, we still are needed. So I have a bank that's selling a property through auction.com right now. Oh, our, our favorite. <laughs> um, I hate them. Um, you and me both. Yeah, they're very difficult to work with and they don't quite understand our market. And see, that's the thing. I mean, you know, we have to indirectly thank all these townships for um, making us so useful. Right. <laughs> Die test occupancies, all of a sudden we're needed because nobody knows how to handle that. Um, so that's exactly what happened is there's a, an auction.com property that's being sold and there's no buyer's agent, and the only listing agent is auction.com. So they had to contact me to help them with it. So, you know, I'm still needed there. So, you know, <laughs> there are things, believe it or not, we're going to be needed, especially with title issues and everything else, and emotional issues. Emotional is yes. probably the number one. Yes, yes, our, uh, our unlicensed therapist part of the, the <laughs> position. So, yeah, so I think, I mean, no matter what, I think we're still going to have a job. Maybe not as... Not the same way that it is now. It might be formed differently, but we will be needed. That's good. I hope that's the case. I'm really concerned that you know there's companies out there trying to eliminate our position. They're trying to, but that doesn't mean they'll be able to. I mean, you and I both know that when a buyer's upset, a company is not going to be able to calm them down. Yeah. An agent's upset, or another a, a, a different part of the transaction is not going correctly. A computer's not going to be able to fix that. So you know, maybe we're going to be the, the not the norm, the special end of it, but you know, we'll be the hands-on realtors. Contact us. We'll, you know, we can help you with the technology and get your deal closed for you. Maybe we'll have to represent as transaction licensees. That's probably gonna be more of a big thing coming, I think. So this is a interesting question for you because I recently found out you don't do electronic signatures. <laughs> What's your thoughts on technology and how it's affecting our business? Uh, I think I need to get a little bit more on with technology. Yes. Uh, up until about a year ago, most of my banks didn't accept digital signatures. Therefore, I had no need to learn how to use them. Um, now, you know, I am working with more buyers and then they say, well, can I digitally sign? They're getting sick and tired of signing addendums, taking pictures of them, and texting them to me. <laughs> but nonetheless, we're making it work. Um, but yeah, there, there's obviously, on my end, I'm lacking some of the uh, digital training that I should probably have. Um, but And I think everybody is. Okay. Although, I'm not as bad as some of the ones that say, what's your fax number? I mean, I still have a fax because they, you do have people that want townships primarily. You know, but there are some agents that will still fax to you. Yep, I know a few of them. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, so I don't feel as bad as I could feel, but obviously I know I that that is actually something that I've been meaning to work on. We all have something we can improve yeah. on, that's for sure. I've been a little busy selling houses. Yeah, oh, you got that down. Somehow, some way. How important is goal setting to you? Um, you know, I wouldn't say to you that I've ever sat down and written out my goals. But my goal is always to do better than I did before. To always always do it to the best ability that I can. That would be my goal. So, you know, I, I'm not one on setting goals. I had one goal one time in my entire career. Well, twice. When I first started, I said to myself, if I work really hard for the first two years and give it everything I have, 
then I won't have to work so hard after that. I was wrong, but that was my goal. And I thought that if I did everything I could, including showing houses on Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, which I did for the first year, for second year even, um, that I wouldn't be as busy, but I was. Um, and then my other goal was to, um, because I kept getting second place with Keller Williams nationally. It's like, oh, I, I got to hit first. I got to hit first. So I finally did that. That was probably my biggest goal was I just, I'm sick and tired of being number two. <laughs> number one in transactions, right? Number one for 2016. And then last year I was number two again. <laughs> uh, same person that you're battling with? Uh, actually, yeah. Yeah. Last year was, uh, he ended up doing 380 transactions, although he's a team. He's technically a team. He and his wife are both licensed. Mm. Um, That's unfair advantage. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> but, you know, I can't complain. I mean, I'm still one of the top five agents in Keller Williams. That, I, I feel embarrassed. Like, oh, God, I dropped down. That's a really bad thing. And you know how important it is to... But, you know, I have to look at the big picture. It's still a pretty darn good. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll appreciate it. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's kind of, for me... It's hard because if I don't do as well as I did the year before, I feel like a failure. So that's why I have to say that my goals are probably unwritten and personal, but I just want to do better than I did before. Well, I gave you your new tagline. You can start using the transaction queen. So. I call myself the shit queen. Am I allowed to shit? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I don't think there's any kids listening. I am the shit queen in <laughs> Pittsburgh. That's what, that's what I refer to myself as. I love it. I think you already talked about them a little bit, but uh, who was your mentor and how did they help you? Um, David Uffelman, he was the one that told me he thought I could do this business when I was actually ready to say, I can't. Um, maybe his belief in me helped me to feel more confident in doing it. And you do need to be confident no matter what. So I'd say, yeah, that he was, a, at least for my self-esteem, he was a, a big support system for me. Um, Debbie Gallo was my um, broker in my office. She's not with us anymore, but she was a huge support for me. And I actually had a problem the other day, and I reached out to her, and she helped me. So, um, so yeah, she was wonderful. Cindy, uh, I can't say enough good things about Cindy. Cindy's amazing. Oh, I love Cindy. I absolutely, and she always has my back. She she will catch me anytime I fall, even if I was wrong. And then, I, and I will say to her, I made a mistake. You know, and she goes, all right, well, then let's fix it. So, and then we work on fixing it. So, yeah, those are, those are the people that have been. A couple really strong mentors there. Yeah. Yeah, they've been, they've been, all, all of them have been awesome. So, I'm going to go a little outside of the box here because it's not every day we have a significant other in the room. <laughs> so, um, you know, my wife is my backbone. She supports me. She's, uh, you know, she lets me work those long hours and takes care of the kids and does all those things. Um, I mean, what what can you say about, um, you know, how maybe you're proud of Libby and what she's accomplished? And, and or, I mean, any, any feedback you have from what you've heard from today, I'd, I'd be happy to hear that. I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. <laughs> you are. No, I'm very proud of her. Whenever she had to, something to do, it was like, okay, do your thing. Make this work and I'll pick up the slack elsewhere. Mm -hmm. That's great. Very supportive of me. Very supportive of me. And he'll drive me wherever so I can work. So, you know, like I have an appointment to get to. He drives me to it. I'm on my phone. I'm answering. I'm doing all that. So, yeah, he's been a huge support. <laughs> you're, you're working in the car. Oh, I am. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. It's well, we awesome. were going out like, what was it, eight, nine years ago when you were in the middle of where you just getting successful but not really 
to the point where you got to. We're driving around 10 o'clock at night doing occupancies. Okay, lights on. There's probably somebody in there. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. It was, it was fun. And it then was I was really going the next day. Because and... we have 24 hours to get an occupancy inspection in. And I remember, I remember that day. We got 16 listings assigned to yeah. us in one day. And oh, so it was like, okay, what are we going to do? And you know what? I said, all right. He ran one way, I ran another way, and somebody else. We had three of us out checking the occupancies of the properties, and we didn't finish them all. So he and I hopped in the car. We grabbed dinner, hopped in the car, went around and finished the rest of them. So we at least knew if they were occupied or not, so we could turn it in. So it was on time. Wow. So it was fun. We had a blast. <laughs> we had a blast. It was, it was really neat. So I think I'm already going to know the answer to this question because uh, I, I interviewed another very powerful um, woman in Keller Williams, uh, and I think it's going to be along the same lines. What does retirement look like for you? Um, you know how I said to you that I couldn't imagine not doing this? Um, I, I can't imagine retiring. I, I would go crazy. I, I need to be busy all the time. I need to have something going on. I mean, I, I enjoy the watching TV thing, but that only holds my attention for so long, you know? <laughs> so, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I know at some point I'll probably have to plan retiring. I'm going to assume that it will evolve around being sick and not being able to work versus being retired. Yep, that's kind of what I expected. I kind of <laughs> expected you were just from their conversation that you're, you're not going to get to that point. And I, I think I'm probably the same way. Maybe I'll adjust how I work, but I don't think I'm ever going to hang it up, so... Uh, last question before we go into the blitz round, and I failed on this question a couple of times. We've had to edit it out, so I hope it works for for you. And now, if anybody has this question down, it's probably you. Tell us one of the funniest stories of your career. <laughs> I got one. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have two. Can I share two? Sure. Okay. Two. So um, the first one is when I had first started, and I was assigned a listing from Chase. And I went to the property and it was occupied. So I left my posting and spoke to the guy. Hi, I'm Libby from Keller Williams. You've been foreclosed on. What are your plans? Ain't been foreclosed on. You know, he knew everything. So it, it proceeded with several months of me going, leaving postings, knocking on the door, asking him to leave. So finally, the sheriff called the eviction date and they get the 30-day notice for the eviction. We go and we do our checkup on it to see we find it vacant. So we leave a 24-hour notice. Back then we could do that. 24 hours. We're rekeying in 24 hours whether you like it or not. Put that on there. Nobody called us, so we knew it was vacant. So we went ahead and rekeyed, and we, we went in, and the walls were all painted with spray paint, red spray paint. <laughs> Keller Williams must die. <laughs> oh, wow. All over all the walls. And that was funny. I mean, I, I actually found that. I probably should have been scared, but I just thought it was funny. Well, maybe back then it was a little different. Today today is... Uh... Yeah, and, and that's it. It was 10 years ago, you know, but it right. was just funny. He was so mad at me. Like, it was my fault he didn't make his mortgage payment. It was my fault that he had to move. And therefore, he left me a personal message. <laughs> but the other one, and actually, this might explain the need for us. Because um, computer and technology is not always the best thing. And um, this story will explain that. So this happened last week. Um, there is a website called Offersubmission.com. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, most agents probably are. Um, where the agent goes in and presents the offer for their buyer. And therefore, I am not needed. So, although they still email me. Are you going to respond? No. <laughs> I don't even handle the offers on this one. 
So um, we had a buyer put an offer in, and then a couple days later, another buyer put an offer in, two different agents, highest and best. So we accepted one of the offers. Um, the agent that was accepted had a hard time getting the contract package back to, in time correctly. It wasn't done correctly, so we had to cancel that offer out. So then um, it went back active on the market, and again, multiple offers. Mind you, this property is in New Kensington. Okay. Multiple offers, again. And we go highest and best, and they do the highest and best. There's three agents involved. And uh, we accept an offer. Well, all of a sudden, my asset manager emails me and said, why is the buyer the same on the offer that I rejected as on the offer that I'm accepting? Hmm. And I said, I don't know. So I go into the system and I look and there are three different agents battling over this property with the same buyer <laughs> who went highest and best and ended up paying full asking price for that property. So he bidded himself up. She. 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 She bid herself up. She was so worried about not getting this property and did not understand the loyalties of having a buyer's agent and therefore she had her offer presented from three different agents, but she was the same person. And she bid herself up to the full asking price of the property. You ever watch those shows like The Dumbest Criminals? There should probably be a show like The Dumbest <laughs> yeah. Real Estate Buyers. I don't know. I mean, that's, well, that's mind-blowing to me. Like, and if that doesn't show you how, yeah, technology might be great, but there's still a need for us. Because you and I both know that had we had those offers in hand, we would have seen the issue and we would have contacted both of the agents and said, your buyer's already presented an offer with another agent or, you know, you just sent an offer over and this buyer's already in with a different, you need to figure out what's going on. It would never have gotten to that point of highest and best. And right. Now, I have had like 25, 30 offers on a property. And you miss it. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes, I mean, there's no way you're going to be able to keep track of all those all in names. your head. Yeah. And so, and I will say, these are the agents that will fax and email the offer to me. Or they'll send it email, and then they'll send it again, and they'll send it again. And I, I email them back or call them or text them or whatever and say, you're going to compete against yourself if you're not careful. I can't be held responsible for you submitting this offer 15 times. Text me and ask me if I got it. Don't keep resending it. Right. So, because that can happen, you know? Absolutely. But yeah, that did happen. So technology <laughs> is only as good as the people who are using it. Oh, wow. That's a, that's one I have not heard before. <laughs> me okay. either. That was the first for me last week, too. But I did laugh all day, all day long. I just thought, this is the funniest thing I have ever seen in my career. I just thought it was hysterical. And it, it also made me feel good because it's like, huh, you do, know, you do need us. There you go. You do we, need us. You just made up for a couple where I, where I didn't get some <laughs> funny uh, stories, so that's great. Uh, we're about out of time, so we're going to go into the blitz round. The same five questions I asked to everybody, and it's hopefully just a real quick answer for you. Uh, what is your favorite technology tool? The internet. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Obviously, I don't think I could sell 293 properties a year if I was driving around to get signed contracts like they did in the olden days. Yeah, yeah. And if we can get you going on electronic signatures, you'll go even quicker. Right? Oh, my. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> we'll have to double my business then. There you go. Uh, what's your favorite real estate book? Or do you not read real estate books? You might not have time to read. I really don't. I, I wish I had an answer for that, but I don't. I, I mean, I have a stack of them. I have a lot of Gary Keller books. Yeah, Gary Keller they're always writes given some to of the me. best. Yes, yeah. and I've heard that. 
Um, and regretfully, I, I have not taken the time to read them. So, no, I don't really have a favorite real estate book. Well, you're successful despite that. Despite so it, you're, yes. You're good there. If you were not an agent, what would you be? I would probably operate a consignment store. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's actually, I was uh, selling on eBay. That's how I met my husband. I, I got him at the auction. <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, we used to sell on eBay. That's And I loved it. Oh my God, I would buy something for a quarter, put it on eBay and sell it for $50. And that was like the most exciting, kind of like what I'm doing with real estate. If you think about yeah, it, absolutely. I'm buying, or not buying, but I'm selling properties that are worth a quarter. And selling it to people for $5, and they're turning around and selling it for $100,000, right. you know, so it's kind of the same thing. And, and so, yeah, I like to I like to find things for people, match them up with what they're looking for. So, indirectly, I was doing this with smaller price items before. Wow, okay. That's a, that's a new one. I, I really like that, and at least you, you have an idea of what you do if our industry blows up. Right? Yes, yeah. Sell on eBay again. What's your favorite hobby? Um, hobby. Selling real estate? <laughs> Does that count? Is that, hey, can this be a know, hobby too? <laughs> I guess it can be. I, I, yeah, if, yeah, I guess it can be. You do it enough, you can have it as yeah. your work and your hobby, right? I mean, I, I, I help, uh, I rescue animals too. Oh yeah, that's important. I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that like I'm running out at three o'clock in the morning or whatever, but we tend to like, if an animal's in need, we'll, we'll help. We have a lot of failed fosters. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I mean, my, my watching TV, that's a new thing for me. Maybe that, which is probably a really stupid hobby hey, for somebody, but I'm very proud of myself for, um, getting the ability to actually sit down, zone out and watch TV for half an hour straight. And I'm sure your husband loves that too. Yes. He gets, he gets a little alone time with He you. holds my feet. <laughs> Okay, so I'm sure you do take vacations. What's your dream vacation? I do not take vacations. You don't take vacations? No, I do not. Although, in Thanksgiving of this year, we have our very first vacation planned. Well, all right, I take a weekend every year. Every, every year I take a weekend um, for the past 18 years. Mm -hmm. uh, we have twins, identical twin boys, who are now 21. And every year since they've been four we go to the Twinsburg Festival in Twinsburg, Ohio, which is about an hour and 45 minutes from here. That was what my vacationing consisted of. Um, <laughs> and actually, when the boys were 16, I said, oh, we're not going to go to Twinsburg this year. And they, what? What do you mean? So whether I realized it or not, it became a family tradition. So we do that. So I have a weekend every year. But we do have our very first vacation planned ever uh, for Thanksgiving this year. It's going to be four days, four whole days, and um, we're going to go to Disney World with uh, our oldest daughter. Wow. So that that would actually be a, any, step, a any, step in the right direction. Yeah, any vacation is a dream vacation because I don't really take them. I mean, you know, how, how can I? Right. Who's going to cover my business for me? So what's the point of trying to even pretend that I'm going to go somewhere and take time for myself? I'm not. I'm not set up that way. You know, I don't have, I do most everything myself. Believe it or not, I do most everything myself. It could be a control thing or I want to make sure it's done right thing or whatever. But if, uh, if I'm doing a report, you know, my, my daughter, my assistant enters in 
the information that I pull, but then I finalize everything. So yeah, there's there's really no way for me to kind of turn my back on this and say, oh, there, could you imagine like if I had a fire or something? I mean, you know, who's going to handle that? So so yeah, no, the vacations are my vacations are sitting and watching TV at night, yeah. taking some time with my family over the weekend, and and I'm thrilled for that. Well, Libby, uh, you are truly amazing. <laughs> I have to say that. I'm, I'm so glad that you took the time out of your day to, to come and spend it with me. And uh, I've learned a lot, and I hope everybody else does too, and I want to thank you for coming in. Thank you. Well, Realtor Nation, another great interview in the books. I hope you learned as much as I did. Libby is an amazing woman, and I'll tell you what, she really makes me want to step my game up. For all other content, please visit our website, dhrea.com slash learn. Until next time, this is Ian Hoover with the Deacon Hoover Radio Network signing off.